This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Welcome to Cheesesteak Suplex. I am the man of a thousand names, Jackson Wells. And with me, as always, is B.P. Burke. That's me. Because we live together. The man of a thousand podcasts, B.P. Burke. You you are in a lot of podcasts. I am in a lot of podcasts. I'm on, on a lot of podcasts. I'm around a lot of podcasts. Yeah. If there's a podcast within a 20-mile radius, I'm somehow involved. Yeah. You are the podcast king. I am the, the podcast king. Pari- I was going to say pariah, but that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Uh, the podcast pariah. Pit, uh, the podcast impresario. I like that. Okay. The impresario. Yeah. I, I I had some names I was I was trying to think of for us. Like, um, I was like, because I want to do an introduction mm-hmm. eventually. Yes. Eventually, it'll be like, you know, on our way to the ring, you know, from Philadelphia and Delco proper, weighing in at an undisclosed amount. You know, a little too much. Jump in Jackson Wells mm-hmm. and stay put Burke. I like that. I'm the stay put marshmallow man. Right. Okay. But I didn't want to say that. I, I was just going, you know, Burke. Oh. Or like, you know, Brian the Brain Burke. That is my first name. Brian the Brain? No, Brian. Oh. Brian Paddington Burke. Brian BP Paddington Burke. Burke, right, yeah. So, if you're not familiar with us, we are also co-hosts of Murder, My Dude. Yes. And uh, we, we've done a bunch of shows in the past. We actually just did one. It didn't really work out too well. It was called Pedantic. It had its run. We've had, we've had, we we've had shows that lasted a lot less than 15 episodes. Absolutely. That's on the longer end of our podcast runs. So, we have, we're not new to the wrestling world we're the wrestling podcast world right we've been we've been fans of wrestling for almost 40 years well both of us almost 40 years me i've been watching it since i was a baby we combined for over a half century of wrestling knowledge that's true yes and uh and we started doing wrestling podcasts in the early 2000s yeah we uh we've done we've before podcasts were called podcasts we were trying our hand at internet Uh, radio yeah internet radio it's called and uh, we had the Jack and Brian show that we called it. Never saw anything, but we recorded stuff. Uh, we we tried a thing called Coat Hanger Alley. That was during our cringe humor days. Yeah, shocky, shocking. Like I, I think the big thing like that is called Come Town now. There's a show called Come Town that's almost like a shock jockey comedy show that's uh, still around. Yeah. Uh, if you're familiar with Opie and Anthony or Howard Stern, that they were kind of, uh, or Ron and Fez. Yeah, the, the the best of them all, Ron and Fez. But see, the thing is, is Ron and Fez to me weren't a cringe humor show. No, they were. I think well, Ron and Ron, which was like the show that it came from. I think that was more like the shock jock right type thing. Where yeah, Ron and Fez was definitely more, especially later on, and its run was a little more esoteric and cerebral and fun and. Just the its own animal. of the mind. Yeah, the it was its own animal. And and then we, you know, we were big Jerky Boys fans, Howard Stern fans. And I think that I, I was a fan of, of comedy growing up, uh, Marx Brothers, Abbott Costello, stuff like that. 
yeah, th- Stooges. Uh, you're a fan of comedy. Oh yeah, George Carlin, George Bill Carlin, Hicks, right? Yeah, and it shaped our our comedy sensibilities, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we're into Stern, and then we graduate from Stern to Opie and Anthony, and there was a battle there, and you know, you, you drew the lines, and then we were both kind of like. Oh, Ron and F- there's a Ron and Fez. Oh, that's cool. All right, guys, take care. Yeah, later. Peace out. You completely went. I was still towing the line. Yeah, I was like, no, this sucks. Yeah, you were like, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I just saw the Opie and Anthony Wow sticker downstairs. Oh yeah, earlier that we've had since uh, I think that when they were on um, WYSP, I think the original one was. I thought it was MMR. Was it YSP? No, it was WYSP. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so uh basically that's that's where our that's that's how we were shaped uh not exactly trying to emulate those people but there were influences and we're definitely influenced by people like bobby the brain heenan and other other wrestling uh comedy greats Mm-hmm. uh rob bartlett <laughs> rob, i yeah. did love rob i loved bartlett. rob bartlett i i, I know that, some, pe- some that, people some people that's, that's a hill i'm gonna die on i loved rob he know he knew nothing about wrestling and that's why people hated him right and but he was funny come on man he fucking hoagie eating action yeah the rob action figure with hoagie eating action oh was... and and that's funny because you're talking about all these morning radio shows and he came from the don imus show okay and vince mcmahon loved listen he would listen to don imus every morning that's funny and because we mentioned opie and anthony Don Imus was, uh, he was like a, a mentor, wasn't he? He, uh, Opie loved Don Imus. Yeah, he was like a mentor to Don Imus. And they were the, the they were, they worked for the XFL. Yes. Yes, they did. That's how you found out about them, right? Yeah, they did the XFL pregame show. Okay. Very ill-fated XFL pregame show. Right. You knew who they were. I didn't. Yeah. And then you started listening to them. Yeah, they the- just, they didn't get syndicated li- until later. Like, they wound up being, I think around like 2001, they wound up on WISP. And then by 2003, Philly. we're trying our hand at different, I think in like 2002, we were we were recording stuff. Yeah. And in 2003, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we have Code Hanger Alley. And, uh, you know, it was stuff that I would never do today. It was stuff yeah. that I would never say today. Like... I tried to be outrageous and I tried to hurt feelings and I tried to do all that stuff that would, you know, get you canceled. Um, because when you're young, I think that you don't really take things like that in, into consideration and you kind of look at the internet like, oh, this isn't real life. Right. You know, I'm just throwing whatever out there. You don't like it, don't look, you know. Um, so, but but that's not how the world works today. Things change. And I would never, I would never do today what I did back then. But then we go uh, fast forward two years from 2003 to 2005. Those two years seem like 10 years. Yeah. Between us doing Coat Hanger Alley and then we start doing, what show do we do? The Gorilla Position. The Gorilla Position. I wasn't sure if it was that or the other one we do. So we do the uh, Gorilla Position and I don't even know how long we did that one for. A few episodes. It didn't last too long. Kodak Rally, I think we, I don't even know if we did one full episode of that. It was more ideas than, it was, right. than and, and actually now, doing something. A lot of stuff, giving you our, our, our history, a lot of our stuff was just... Blew up on the launch pad. Yeah. Just ideas, 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 ideas. I think that we were a little, maybe too hesitant to put things out, too scared. I don't know what it is. I don't know why we didn't do, or maybe maybe we just didn't, uh, you know, know how to put certain things out, or we just didn't have a... 
a great support system or whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what it was, but whatever. Uh, but at least with with uh, the gorilla position, we started doing episodes. We would go live a lot with that, actually. Mm hmm. And we had some wrestlers listening to us. Yeah. And uh, that was, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I was doing my James Mitchell impersonation yeah, there. We did do some fun bits with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple fun bits. And then 2006, I move. And oh, actually, you moved too. What am I saying? You moved a month after I moved. Yeah. We move up to Jersey. And then we start doing. I don't know if it was that year. 2008. Really? It was 2008, yes. Okay, so so 2008, we start doing the Cheap Shot. Which was the longest running of the wrestling shows we did. Yeah, and we're like, we really like the gorilla position, but I don't know why we didn't use that name. I think at that point, the one that's uh, fairly popular in... Is it the British one? The UK was around, and okay. we wanted to incorporate MMA into it, too, because MMA was big, and that was probably like the peak of my MMA fandom, because I've definitely fallen out of MMA right. a lot. Within the last probably like 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did the cheap shot and it was wrestling. And it was very wrestling for it, but it was wrestling and MMA. Yeah. And then we do, But we had some fun bits. We have some videos. There's actually we still have, I think, three videos. Um, we the, some are floating around on the Internet. Yeah. I would love to post them on the website on on uh, Project Humanoid dot com. And um uh, have you just get get a glimpse of what things were like back in the day? I could tell some stories about it, and and also uh, what we did then, what I proposed we would do. Actually, I could just tell a little story right now. There's a little story time. So I had a bit that I wanted to do back then because I didn't see it as a problem. We had a guy that did stuff with us named Ben, and uh, I just I wanted to do this like little Mac doc training thing we, we were going to do a little uh segment where you were training to uh to fight muhammad ali right the whole premise being why is this guy saying he wants to fight muhammad ali muhammad ali is not well right he can't, he's he's old he's he has parkinson's disease right yeah. he, he obviously can't fight right and that's the whole joke behind is like i could fuck you up muhammad ali you know this is the whole thing and so he's gonna train again not something i would do now but back then, it was... I, I, I wouldn't even take offense to that, because you would... Look, if you can't find humor in, like, you telling an old guy that obviously can't, be, that I will fuck you up... Well, also, Muhammad Ali is dead now, so... Sure, yeah. so you could definitely beat him now. Um, but the thing is, is is that we... The, the bit that we were going for, I proposed that you dress like Lil Mac... Yes, in a pink jogging suit. And Ben dress like Doc... Right. But dress like Doc. Right. All the way. All the way. Yeah. <clears throat> Black face. Brown. Brown face. But see, the way I looked at it, look, again, I know that I'm in my twenties at this point when I'm do when when I'm recording this. I'm not thinking in terms of how offensive things were because I wasn't really connected to it i didn't really fully grasp the the like how bad people are hurt by this to me it was just like and, and i'm not talking about like al jolson blackface i was talking about literally like remember that movie soul man from the yeah. 80s like basically like when you you put brown makeup on and you're just trying to look and because i didn't see that as blackface i saw blackface as one specific thing mm -hmm. that whole like 
literally the black, you know, uh, grease paint. Right. With the red lips or the white lips or whatever it was. And the white gloves and, you know, you're, you're singing and dancing. Like, I just saw that as blackface. But I didn't see the other thing. Like, like uh, when Juliana Huff bronzed herself to be, what was her name? Crazy, Crazy Eyes, yeah, from Orange is New Black. Right. Uh, I, I looked at that and I was like, How's that blackface? She's literally just trying to be that character. Like if you were uh, um, now, now listen, I, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying this is where I was coming from. And I will preface this by saying, don't fucking do it. Right. Exactly. Don't do it. It's, it's dumb. It's not worth anything. It's just don't do it. But the way I looked at it was like, okay, so imagine this is the 1980s and Mr. T is huge. And there's a little kid. He's like, I love Mr. T. I want to be Mr. T. And so you put like the the fake mohawk thing on. A lot of people are probably going to paint their kids brown, right? Because you want to look like Mister T, right? But you wouldn't do that today, right? Well, actually, some people would, yeah. And and wrong. then you wouldn't be allowed on Peacock. Oh, okay. the Roddy Piper bad news. Well, he was actually black. He remember he painted himself like half he, black. He did his but now now the thing is is this was a discussion that I I saw uh, when. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine was feuding with the junkyard dog and he just kept calling him uh, you you disgusting person you dis- he's like you nasty black man <laughs> you nasty black man yeah and and you could tell he was really uncomfortable saying it and I'm reading the comments and a lot of people were like back then there were and this this is people are going to say oh that's the excuse but it's true that that there were a lot of black wrestlers that were okay with it and wanted them to say these things right. because they wanted you to get heat. Yeah. Right? And it makes them look good because it's like, okay, if this guy comes in and he's saying like like this racist stuff, then when that black guy beats him, he's getting his the heel's getting his come up and it's right. It's that whole thing like the heel is a bad guy, but in wrestling now, you don't want them to be too bad. Right. Like, you never want to, you'll never have a, a heel who, why are they a heel? They're a rapist. You're never going to do that. Right. For good reason. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. But, but before, back in the day, they tried to do stuff like that. There was, there was, uh, you know, you had, you had prisoners. Yeah. You had guys that, that were murderers. You had, you know, this, that. Kamala was supposed to legitimately be a cannibal that ate people. Right. They try things. The world has changed. And, you, you got to get over the fact that like, you know, it ain't like it used to be. It's not. But but people are different now. And, you know, and so are we. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. So let's let's look forward. And, and what are we what are we doing with this going forward? Well, I don't want to make the mistakes that I made before. OK, that's I a want smart thing. to focus on stories and tell stories like that, whether, you know, they were crazy, good or bad. Um, but I, but I do want to focus on a lot of stories. I do want to, uh, I just, I just want to have fun, man. I want to talk wrestling. I want to talk Philly. Uh, we're both from, I'm from Philly. You're from the Philly area. We're we from met. the Delaware Valley. We'll put sure. it that way. We'll, we'll say that the Delaware Valley. Um, there you go. That'll be in the intro. Originally from the Delaware Valley. Now residing in Pottsville <laughs> for some reason. Uh, you know, I want to talk some sports. I want to talk wrestling. I want to talk life. Uh, I want to talk food. I want to talk 
shadow puppets. I don't want to talk shadow puppets. Uh, How about shadow boxing? Sure. That's a sport, I Fucking guess. Fucking Wu-Tang Clan? That's chess boxing. Oh. Um, Which I've seen before. They have it every year. They do this thing on ESPN2 where they make it ESPN8, the Ocho. It's like a yeah. takeoff of the dodgeball thing. Okay. And they just show these weird, obscure sports, and every year they show chess boxing. Okay. And you can win by decision, checkmate, or knockout. Oh, jeez. And it's great. <laughs> so, wait, anyway, uh, w- what I was saying was we had we had our videos uh, fl- you know, floating around. We'll get them up there. We'll get them up on the website. Uh, you know, probably not going to do the same skits and bits that we were trying before it's a different show uh this is the third version of a wrestling show we're doing um wrestling adjacent like you said there's going to be some other things too yeah yeah a little bit of sports a little bit of philly a little bit of this and that and you know whatever we talk about really yeah Yeah. okay all right well let's get some uh let's get some of our our plugs out there if you have any questions or comments if you have uh if you have any suggestions, you have a topic maybe you want to talk about, you could email us at cheesesteaksuplex at gmail.com. Uh, our Twitter is Philly Suplex. I couldn't get Cheesesteak Suplex. It wouldn't fit. Yeah, I think you're, you're limited to 16 characters. Now, I could, have, I could have shortened it to like C-H-S-T-K-S-P-L-X, you know? Steakplex, maybe? Or is that taken? Steakplex. It sounds like state, like steak. It's 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 like you're doing like State Farm or something. Yeah, steak. Like a good neighbor, Steakplex is there. Okay. Um, Philly Suplex is the Twitter. Yeah, we should get Jake. Jake the Steak. That's another nickname. Uh, uh, my my shoot name, Riley. Oh, I, I could be Jack the Snack Riley. I like snacks and wells better. Snacks and Wells is is mm-hmm. that doesn't really fit though for the wrestling thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Snacks and Wells on on like, uh, I'll murder my dude, but I could be Jack the Snack Riley over here. Oh okay, it's yeah. one of the thousand names, right? But I was thinking, I was like, maybe we could do like different intros, you know, different names e- each week. But uh, maybe maybe not. Maybe we'll just stick with Jackson Wells and BP Burke. And then Facebook and Instagram, it is at Cheesesteak Suplex. It yeah. does fit. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter is very limiting on your characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. I tried and I failed. So, so uh, if you want to check out any of our merch or our other shows or whatever we have going on, you could go to uh, projecthumanoid.com and uh, buy a shirt. We have shirts available right yes. now for Cheesesteak Suplex. We just have one, you know, one listing right now. Eventually, we'll have other other things. I I had shirts made before or you know shirt designs that, that i made before computer crashed now i gotta redo all of them but we'll have some some new stuff coming uh soon so that'll be pretty cool check that out keep an eye out uh for for those shirts but right now you can go to projecthumanoid.com uh there's a cheesesteak suplex button you click it it takes you to our shop and you can buy a shirt or yeah. a pillow or whatever you want yeah they make great stocking stuffers well, the shirts. I don't think a pillow could fit in a stocking. All right. So we got all that out. Oh, oh, and another thing. Uh, I don't know where you're listening to. If you, if you, this is on Anchor or Spotify or whatever, but Apple, Apple. iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Okay. And what should they do with all that? 
Uh, if you like the show, if you've enjoyed this last 20 minutes, uh, if you enjoyed the however long preceding this uh, or following this, leave a five-star review. Leave a review. Uh, if you leave a good review, we might even read it on the show. Okay. There you go. All right. So as I'm sitting up all night, I am looking for just something to watch at, at night on YouTube. And I usually come across um, just different, like, gimmick matches that I'll see in wrestling. And I, I, I came across a video, and I see it was the uh, WCW Triple Cage match from Ready to Rumble. Okay. And then they actually did it a few times in WCW, too. They did it, like, right. Slamboree that, I think, 2000? Did, did they do one on Raw? I mean, they did, one, raw, they on did one on night. They did the war games on Nitro, where like basically there was a there were two teams and whoever in that cage in that cage okay. did, it was called like War Games 2000, and I, I if I'm remembering right, it was whoever could take the title from the top of the cage and walk out the door with it at the bottom was the WCW champion, and that's where Vince Russo won the WCW title because I think he had the title in his hand like Goldberg speared him through the cage. Right. So that cage should leave a bad taste in, in people's mouths because it gave you two. Didn't it, didn't it give you David Arquette? Well, that's where David Arquette lost the WCW title. Oh, that's where he lost it. Okay. He, he won it on Thunder. Oh, okay. Well, fuck Thunder, too. Um, Not fuck Thunder. I, I actually like Thunder. I miss... I, I'm a WCW mark, so... Do you remember the original Thunder set where it was like that big rock-looking thing and then it would open up? I don't know. You, it's. I'd probably have to watch it. Yeah, it was like very early on WCW Thunder. Then okay. later it was just like the kind of look like a futuristic WCW Saturday night. I'm trying to find. But yeah, Arquette won the title in like a tag match. It was Arquette and DDP. DDP was a champion against Jarrett and Bischoff. And it was like whoever get whoever wins the deciding fall wins the title and, and Arquette pinned Bischoff. So he technically beat DDP for the title. And then the triple cage match was supposed to be Jarrett and DDP so Arquette was added in because he's a champion and you had to, the, the belt was at the very top it was above the third cage okay because there's if you don't know what the triple cage was the bottom cage is like hell in a cell size and then there's a ladder down there and you can climb up into the second cage and the second cage was about the size of a regular steel cage right and then the third cage was a smaller cage and then on top of that cage they hung the title up like it was a ladder match and you had to grab the title to win. And Arquette, while Jarrett and DDP are fighting, Arquette just climbs all the way up. And he could have won, but he didn't want to win. He didn't want to be champion. So he grabbed the guitar because there were a bunch of guitars up there because of Jeff Jarrett's gimmick. And he was basically going to stand guard for DDP. If Jarrett came up, he was going to hit him. And because Vince Russo was booking this, he turned on DDP and then helped Jeff Jarrett win the title. Oh, okay. And then that was the night they threw Canyon off of one of the cages and, and he, he fell through the ramp. Through the ramp, right. And it was like, really going to have somebody fall off of something high? Because that was the same arena where a year before Owen Hart died. Okay. And so there was a lot of, like, they, they got some pushback for that. What? So that was in 2000. Never mind. Yeah. You just said, because I was going to ask what year, but. 2000. Okay, so this is why I wasn't watching it. In 2000, I was in a year-long relationship from pretty much the beginning of the year, like a year and a half relationship. Uh, the beginning of 2000 until like May, June of two. No, actually, it was earlier. About beginning of May of 2001. I was in a relationship, so I missed a lot of wrestling. If, if you're newer to our shows, 
Uh, Jackson Wells will often time things up by re- what relationship he was in. That's how he realizes what time something happened. <laughs> yeah, th- that is. I, you know, it's funny. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, it's funny how you remember things by certain whatever. And that's how I remember things by who I was. In, yeah, that's. I could you could throw out a year and I'll tell you who I was with and right. pr- really what I was into at that time. Uh, but I was, you know, raising a baby who had medical issues. So I wasn't focused on wrestling like I had been before. Right. You know, I would catch it here and there. Like, when did Sid break his leg? That was at the very end of 2000. So I watched that with you. Because I remember we would just start yelling, watch your legs, Sid. Yeah, Every I remember time somebody would walk. I don't think I, re- I watched that pay-per-view. That was the last Starcade, well, the last WCW Starcade. Okay. And I remember after that, just walking downstairs and be like, I just want to step very carefully now. I'm going to be very gingerly. I'm going to walk very gingerly for the rest of my life after seeing that. Right. And I took offense to that because I have red, a red beard. Well, you didn't back then. I did. You know what? I probably did, but I didn't really grow it you out. You didn't really have a beard back then. Yeah. I yeah, I would have a goatee. But I guess it didn't really appear red. It starts showing up red later. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um so the WCW triple cage match actually looks a lot like the old WCCW triple dome of terror. Yeah, or I, I, it came I, before. Yeah, and I think they actually at one of the early Starcades, the Great American Bashes, they had something like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are some of your best wrestling cage match concepts? Because I have a list, and I just want to see if if these make it on your list. Well, the best cage match concept has got to be war games. 100% agreed. I love war games. But like, but that's coming that that's coming solely from a wrestling standpoint i'm talking about and and hear me out imagine that you're running uh what are you you're looking up you're looking up the the thing aren't you to see if it was uh yeah i'm trying to see if i can find one the tower of doom thing i think they called it the tower of doom on uh but i'm listening go ahead this is why we need a a, uh like a a guy to sit here and i found it um do this uh if, if you're like a vince mcmahon or something now, I I don't think that there should be a billion people running a wrestling company. Mm-hmm. You know, there shouldn't be too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. But if if you're a Vince McMahon, you want to you want something to to be marketable, right? Yes, you're gonna think toys, and that's what I think. Like especially when I was when I was younger, like I was way too old to to have action figures, and and we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. Um. But I was way too old to be playing with action figures or have a fig fed. And uh, but but when I would see gimmick matches or gimmick, you know, cage matches, you look at that. You got to think that's a fucking playset. Yeah. Elimination chamber. Although it'd be hard because you, you always have to have somewhere to put your hands in. So a cage with a roof is always hard. Not really. Don't you remember the Remco cage? No. The AWA cage? I don't. They had slots and they had these long sticks that you oh okay like, that you put the wrestler on now you just like kind of whacked them together like right they they could you couldn't actually you know pose i mean mm-hmm. i guess you could reach your hand in now if there's a domed cage you probably couldn't unless there was a way you had a domed cage that you could like you know 
uh, unhook or something yeah. and then like like lift I think off. a lot of them they have like a, a door in the back where you can like open it up for your hands to go in. Well, the cool thing about the AWA Remco cage was it had a little lock mm-hmm. and it was, had actually had a functioning door. Oh, okay. yeah. I think the LJN cage had that too. I don't know if it had a function. I don't know. It didn't have a lock or a functioning oh. door. But I think it had the slot, like the little slats or slots or whatever you want to call it, where you could put the thing through to basically uh, move your, you know, move your guys. Okay. Um, yeah the the original, by the way, the original AWA ring was was like made out of wood, right? And it had wooden posts. My dog chewed mine up in the, in a day. Uh, quick story. I've told this before. Don't know where I told it on which show it was. Doesn't matter. I'll tell it again. Uh, me and my dad go out to a Toys R Us. Now, I think Toys R Us was selling these later. But anyway, the, then uh, hear, hear me out. So we go to Toys R Us and I go to get a, a wrestling ring because I have a bunch of wrestlers. I have a bunch of the LJN figures. The big LJN dog toy. The, the dog toys. Them, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, this is what, 85, 86, something, you know, somewhere around there. 87. Sounds about right. So I know it's in the mid to late 80s. I have the LJN toys. I have a bunch of them and I want to go out and I want to get a ring for them. So we go to the, we go to the Toys R Us and we get a ring and we come back and we assemble the ring and I get my LJN toys. And they don't fit. Yeah, they're about they're about as long as the ring because the AWA toys were much smaller. And they're more closer to Hasbro size, a little bit taller than a Hasbro. My dad didn't get it. My my dad was the type of guy that just like he would he would argue just to argue. But like he didn't even sometimes it's not like he even knew he was wrong and kept arguing. He literally thought he was right the whole time. Right. He would sit there and and argue everything with everybody. I got a vanilla ice little mirror picture because he argued. I want to I want a thing at a carnival one time, and uh, I the guy's like, okay, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I want I want that picture. And the guy's like, sorry, we're sold out. And my dad's like, then why the fuck you have it? Why you have it? It's false advertising. My son's gonna get that fucking pe-. you know like that type of thing. And he just starts arguing with the guy, and I got it. Right. And so it worked. It was effective. Makes him look like a total jackass, you know, my dad. But but it worked, you know. I mean, he was right. It was like false. Like, how are you going to yeah, have it if off? If you're out of stock, you take it. You should take it down. Right. Um. And he was he was right. But the way he went about things. He got the floor model, basically. I mean, he would argue with everybody. I did get the floor model. Right. Um. And and so he he's pissed off about this ring. You know, and we take it back. And uh, so I had it for literally a night. Right. Me too. I had it for a night and then. But for different reasons. For different reasons. Yeah. So uh, if anybody wants to donate a, a, a Remco AWA <laughs> ring to us, fucking do it, man. And but, I didn't have any Remco AWA wrestlers no, until later. Until later. I got them at a flea market like years later. Yes, you did. So that'll come later in a different. Yeah, it's a different episode. We're a, talking about cage matches. Though. Different episodes. So. Um, but, to, but, but to market things, you got to look at like, what's cool. And WWF had the big blue cage. Yeah. The big, you know, those big wide steel bars for Hogan's big fat feet to climb. Yeah. Up. 
and it, it just looked it just it, looked more distinctive. It looked too. cool. You could see like mm-hmm. I just, it just looked it did. It looked so fucking cool. Do you remember they had it was the same thing, but it was black later? Like I think the last time they might have used it was either the kennel from Hellmatch. Well, that was blue. Or they, the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre with Austin and McMahon. Right. They used the it was this it was the big blue cage, but it was like painted black. Right. Um, was that after Kennel from Hell? I don't know what the order because Kennel from Hell was definitely the cage was blue. Okay, at, at that point. Uh, but I, I used to play with when you're a kid and you don't have a cage. You use milk crates. Yeah, we would always use milk crates. Uh, my friend had a bird cage. Oh, okay. And we would like reach our hands in the in the in the bird cage, yeah. and we would like we would do that. It, it was fun. And when you're when you're in a play like a park. And you see some kind of like dome mm-hmm. thing, you Still know, cage, yeah. yeah, you're wrestling with your friends there. Or if you see like a chain link fence, mm-hmm. you're you're using that as a steel cage. It's super fun. And I think that obviously these these people know this when they're, they know how marketable these things are. Well, some do, because right. I don't remember WCW coming out with the cool fucking like they had action figures in the early. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Did they, did they even sell like a ring or anything like that? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, it was just That's like the, we'll have to look into the hard glue action figures with like no articulation, like you couldn't move them. They were it was like it was like LJN but harder. Yeah, and they didn't their arms didn't move or anything like that. Yeah, you either had that or they had the the bendy ones that were all like rubber with like the wire frame inside. It's fine. I would take. I mean, that's what the. That's what the LJN uh, big ones were supposed to be anyway, because there were two ups of the because they were like what twelve inches. Yeah, and they were supposed to be six inch you know mm-hmm. bendable ones with like the wire in them just like you I- explained yeah for the galoob ones but uh for the Galoob and they WCW. have ones like that because i had a ricky steamboat one they, I had the they Jesse came Ventura out with them one. a few years later yeah and they're just like smaller scale versions of the the the, the big LJNs. and they had big ljn versions they had like 24 inch ones yeah or something like that they had like real big ones i don't know if there was any kind of wiring or whatever inside but anyway um so go, going back to wcw and uh, uh, steel cages do you remember the uh thunder cage yeah uh I, I think the first time they used that was in philly okay at the first halloween havoc because we're the best there's a lot of firsts <laughs> in philly and uh and they said it was electrified but i don't know if it, uh, it's electrified and then it caught on fire too because yeah, it was the thunder cage was match that? okay i remember with the switch no no that was the chamber uh, of hearts oh that was which and, i think and, was which, the thunder which is, cage which is funny yeah, it, it, I I had that on the on the list right after. That. Yeah, I have the Chambers of Horror match. The Thunder Cage was uh, it was a big cage. I think you could uh, act, walk around outside the ring. Okay. And then it also had like a curved top, so it was you couldn't really climb out of it because it curved at the top. And then it was supposed to be electrified for the the match with uh, the 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 first time they did it. It was uh, it was when they they were doing the JTEX Corporation. Okay. And it was Muda and Sting. Or Muda and uh, Muda and Terry Funk against Ric Flair and Sting because this is the tail end of that short babyface run that Ric Flair had in the late eighties because he 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 Tim babyface basically just a few with Terry Funk and so they're coming they bring the cage down I think they lowered it from the ceiling because WCW was doing that before WWE WWF would or WWF WWF would just stop everything do an intermission and set up the cage. WCW would very early on lower it, like War Games Cage was lowered from the ceiling. Okay. And, but, and then they had fireworks going off too, and one of the fireworks set like a, a, a sandbag or something on fire 
at the top of the cage and, and the Great Muda tries to blow it out with his mist. And it was, it was a great moment. It had like vines and stuff on there and Sting swung on one of the vines. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about some, some goofy... Yeah. Because I'm sure somebody would look at that and go... That's fucking stupid. Yeah, and then Let's they stick did. to traditional things. And there's going to be some that people are going to go, oh, that's fucking fun. And then like Super Brawl, a few years later, they did like Double Thunder Cage. It was like Flair and Vader. And there was like a six-man tag. I think it was Austin, Rude, and Orndorff against Pillman, Dustin Rhodes, and Steamboat or something like that. Well, in, in nine, 96 uh, WCW Uncensored, there was a steel cage that had three... Cages. The Doomsday Cage, I think it was called. On top of each other. And Awful were, match. One of the, the worst matches ever. And they were the same size. Yeah. Okay. That was the Doomsday Cage. It was uh, Hulk Hogan and Savage against the Alliance to end Hulkamania. Okay. And it was like ha, Ming, the Barbarian, Flair, Arn Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, I think, was in there. It was like, it was, that, it was, it was basically Hogan and Savage against like eight guys. Z Gangsta, the ultimate solution. Uh, there was the dome steel cage that I don't remember. It, it was, it, there's another one. Okay. So I'll get to uh, eventually the, uh, the chamber of horrors. I remember very vividly. I think it was the thunder cage, but they didn't call it that. I think it was the same cage. Well, this though. one, I'm going to show you a picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll tell everybody where to go to, to look at, at this, but there's like a cage in the small cage inside of this. That's the chamber of horrors match that the dome cage. Yeah. Because that smaller cage was where the, the chair of torture okay, was. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yes, that is that. Is that. Um, okay, and then there's... What was the other one we said? The... Uh, Thunder Cage? Thunder Cage. And then you had... I think Doomsday Cage is what they did at Uncensored that time. If you go back to the first Uncensored, though, they had one of the more unique cages. Because you had a cage on the back of an 18-wheeler for the King of the Road match. Okay. Where Blacktop Bully and Dustin Rhodes... Uh, Blacktop Bully being smashed from Demolition, Barry Darso. They had a match on the back of a moving truck, which was fenced in, like chicken wired in. And then they all got fired. They both got but, fired, and so did Mike Graham. Funny you say that. Chicken wire. Because uh, I'm looking at, at WCW had the Asylum Steel Cage match. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think was, that was much later. It was Scott Steiner versus Tank Abbott. Okay. okay. And it's, so inside the ring is a round, is a round steel cage. Hmm. Right? And the very first steel cage match was in 1937, June oh, 25th, wow. 1937 in Atlanta, Georgia. It was Jack Bloomfield versus Count Rossi in a chicken wire match. Oh, yeah. There's like a little circular cage. And it's a circular cage in the middle That of almost the reminds me of the Lion's Den. Remember the Lion's Den match? I was just going to bring that it's up. like SummerSlam Owen Hart against Ken Shamrock, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because... Wasn't there a few Lions Den matches? Yeah, I think they did a few other ones. That was the first one. And it was the year they did SummerSlam at Madison Square Garden. And WWF was hot at the time. This is like the Attitude Era was just kicking off. So next to Madison Square Garden, there's this thing that used to be called the Paramount Theater. I think it might be called like the Hulu Theater now. They always sell like the naming rights to it. And it's a smaller building, about 400,000 or 4,000 seats. And WCW actually ran there because they couldn't run the garden in the early 90s. They couldn't run the garden. And yeah, they had a thing where they put up the pay-per-view on the big screen for people who couldn't get tickets to SummerSlam, and then they did the Lions Den match there. And I think they they, they did it other times. So I think they did it with like Shamrock and Steve Blackman. Right. But yeah, it was like basically a cage that they didn't set up in the ring, but very similar. It's like a round mat, 
and then like a vertical or like almost a diagonal cage going up the side. Not too different from the fight pit they did in NXT, but the fight pit was a little more elaborate because it went fight, around the ring and had like a scaffold on the top. The fight pit, I fucking love. The fight pit is awesome. I loved it. I don't. I, I don't know if they'll bring that back. I don't know. It depends because I don't know how much longer Timothy Thatcher is going to be working there. Uh, with with um, in in cur- the current product right now in WWE, I I don't really. I never want to be that show we were talking about, like, current wrestling. But if something's cool, something's cool. You know, yeah. it comes up, it comes up. Uh, so as we're recording this, this is Tuesday, whatever the date is. What is today's date? Today is September 28th, I want to say. Yes, is September it? 28th. 28th, okay. So as we're recording this, last night, the Hurt Business uh, got back together. And they were uh, feuding with the New Day. And a lot of people want to see the Hurt Business versus the New Day versus the Bloodline. Yeah. And somebody, I I was on Instagram, somebody was like, oh, I'd love to see this in a War Games. And I said that to you last night. I was like, that would be great to see that as a War Games. Yeah. Doubt we'll ever see that. Yeah, I mean, they they did do, like, that was the original NXT War Games. It was, it was, a, it was three teams of three people. Because normally War Games is four or five, and it's just two versus two. Right. Uh, and I think the latest, the last couple of war games they've done for NXT was two teams of four against each other. They would do like a men's one and the women's one on each on each, uh, each takeover. Yeah. But I mean, who knows if they're going to even do that now? Because I don't think NXT is going on the road. And I don't know if you can do two rings in that little building they're they're in now. Yeah, I don't know. It would be it'd be cool. To, I mean, maybe if you shrink the ring, but it's not going to do much if you yeah. do eighteen by eighteen instead of twenty by twenty. This is what they use, right? Uh, I believe they do twenty by twenty in um, in WWE. So with with WWE, we we covered some of the um, matches, we, and we we said from the from the jump, uh, War Games is our favorite. Oh yeah, um, Hell in a Cell uh, is cool. You know, I don't like the new one. I like the red one. Right, I'm with you. I don't like the re- um, the Elimination Chamber. I never really liked as much as other people did. I just didn't the, with the pods and the, I just yeah. I'm not a fan. Just not a fan. Um, but I, I did like to, I brought out the big blue uh, cage. Yeah. The classic big blue cage. Okay. Uh, BBC. Mm-hmm. I, I love BBC. Um, I brought that up. Uh, we, we mentioned the, the kennel from hell match, which was basically the big blue cage inside of a hell in a cell, hell in a cell with dogs in between the two. Uh, okay. And the uh, dogs just didn't want to be there and they were pissing and shitting all over the, oh, that's the that, ring. That's great. Uh, I didn't watch that match. I don't think it was awful. Somehow, was, I don't, what year did that come out? Uh, that I think that was like two thousand. That makes sense. And um, one of the one of the the only thing that's good about that is there is a there is a Mick Foley DVD. I don't know which one it is, but there's a Mick Foley DVD where, as a bit of an Easter egg, they have that match. But Mick Foley and I think Kevin Kelly are doing commentary on it. And they're calling it like it's the biggest WrestleMania event ever and the greatest match they've ever seen. Well, that's good. I mean, they're yeah. doing their job. No, they're they're going like over the top with it. Like this is an all time classic. It's a joke. <laughs> it's like McFoley making yeah. fun of Al Snow. Yeah, no shit. Um, but that's great. I love it. Hey, there's a there's a cage match, the body count match. Remember that in ECW? <laughs> Well, ECW had some weird. They had like exploding cage. Well, that was the one. It was like little firecrackers yeah, on the. On I was the cage there for the body count. Match. I was at the ECW arena. That was that was the the body count match, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah, and they lit off a little, you know, like you said, little firecrackers. And I remember standing there going, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was like the ending of that Omega John Moxley exploding uh, yeah, barbed wire ring match. Yeah. Yes, that's how bad it was. And I was there. What? Now that I remembered, like, well, we, we both know that I, I was there, but I just thought, I was like, wait, why didn't I ever look for me? Yeah. I should just go back and watch it and look, you know, to see if I find me. Um, but uh, TNA had the Steel Asylum match, yeah. which looked like the big blue cage. They had the big red bars mm -hmm. but it had a domed top so it was like oh i'll take a little from column a a little from column yeah. b and we'll do it you know because listen that's when the homicide couldn't climb out of the one time right yeah i it was think like, you're it was a right. dome and then it had a little hole to top you had to climb out of yes but it was really hard to climb out of because you're climbing like backward and vertically be, yeah up, like on an incline yeah right it's got yeah it's got to be fucking hard as shit Unless you're like looping your legs through and it, yeah, yeah, it's got to be really hard, especially when you're really tired. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, I think some of these some of these steel cages are cool. I think there's only so much you can do. There's only so many concepts, you know. But but then again, people are smart. You know, people come up with things all the time. Uh, if you want, email us at cheesesteaksuplex at gmail .com. And let us know what your favorite cage match concept was. Uh, let us know which ones you hated or which ones you would like to see or maybe something you'd like to see more of. Maybe you're a big Kennel from Hell fan. Maybe you're a big Punjabi prison fan. We didn't bring that up. Okay. So I think that concept is great mm -hmm. for, a, a, like for toys, for action yeah. figures. It looks cool, but the matches were all bad. Right. Usually because they involve the great Cully in some way. So I'm going to I'm going to say this. I've never watched one. Oh, you didn't see the the one with Orton and Jinder. No. One of the worst matches of the last like probably five years. No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was bad. How? They're 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 such great wrestlers. Yeah. Randy Orton's a good. He's a good. Yeah, worker. Randy Orton's good. He's good. He He's Jinder's very. Not. He's solid. Randy Orton's solid. Jinder's OK. It was a main event with no heat. Yeah. And. I don't think the crowd could see like that's the thing when you're doing two cages like that unless you have a, a camera in the cage it's hard to see sometimes like there's not a good way to shoot it they don't they didn't have like a little GoPro type cameras you would like think or like a little hole in the cage to film through wow yeah it looked really cool it looks like it would be a great place at a lot of them on our list yeah look like chamber uh, of horrors would have been fun because you had basically the chamber of horrors match you had the thunder the big cage on the out like where you can it covers like the outside too, so you can brawl on like a ringside. Right. It basically goes right up against a guardrail. Yeah. Like a hell in a cell. It was a, a larger cage. It doesn't fit snugly around the ring. And they had all sorts of Halloween stuff in there. You had like coffins and things like that. Like there was a coffin with a wrestler in it that okay. was all like dressed up. And then a little bit of the way through the match, it was an eight man tag. A a the chair of torture, which was an electric chair would come down on a smaller cage of its own. Yeah. And it would land in the middle of the ring and almost landed on Rick Steiner. And and then like they they had the thing where Cactus Jack climbs up because there's a switch. You throw the switch and it turns on the chair. Mm -hmm. And Cactus thinks that uh Rick Steiner's being put in the chair, but Steiner reverses Abdullah the butcher into the chair. Yeah. Cactus throws a switch on Abdullah <laughs> and he has to just writhe around like he's in the electric chair and he's being shocked. And the <laughs> and the thing is the you had to flip it up to go on, 
or no, you had to flip it down to go on. It was like up was a t- like when it was like held up, and then down was like you would throw throw the switch down to turn it on, but the switch kept falling. So they kept showing it would already be stuck on the on position. Yeah. So basically, Cactus Jack is holding the switch up, and then he turns it down, and then Abdullah gets shot. I and- I love WCW so much, and I defend it so much. But but then you look at goofy shit like that, yeah. the Dungeon of Doom when they had they had Chucky, yeah. RoboCop. You know, you look at shit like that. But when you're a kid, yeah, and and usually it was them just saying, "Hey, WWF does stuff like that. Let's try something like that too." Yeah, absolutely right, uh, and. You know, but then they they don't get because it's like you're supposed to be the better one. Yeah, we, we you like fans are hold them to a higher, higher standard. standard. Right. Yeah. Um, like WWF supposed to be for kids. You're not. But uh, you you brought up Rick Steiner, and I was <laughs> I was watching Rick Steiner uh, videos the other day on when he was on Battle Dome. Okay. Do you remember Battle Dome? I do. With uh, Terry Crews, he was Team Money. He was Team Money. Uh, Scott Farrell, speaking of old New York radio guys, he was one check of the announcers. Up, check it up, check it up. He was like him and Steve, Steve, uh, Steve Levy, I think. Battle Dome. You remember he talked like that? He was, yeah. Check it up. Uh, so Rick Steiner and and Dimus, uh, Dimus? Diamond Dallas Page, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there was a lot of these guys. They come over to Battle Dome. I guess there's like they have this beef. Yeah, it was a crossover. Battle Dome was a syndicated competition show. Like American Gladiators. Yes. Basically, it was an American Gladiators. It was, it was American Gladiators, fact, but with, they wanted their... They wanted to be wrestling. Their Gladiators to have, like, wrestling characters. Right, not they, came just out, be, they came out with entrances. Yeah. You know. And they had names like that. Like, there wasn't Turbo and Laser. They didn't have, like, a uniform like they do now. Right. Or they did on Gladiators. Yeah, and... American gladiators and gladiators. Yes. They they actually had two they're American gladiators first, and then I guess they went to go global. Mm-hmm. So they became gladiators. And then there's a, I think the one in the UK is just called gladiators. Right. And then it comes back here. You know, there, there's a million in, in, incarnations of it. But um but but going back to Battle Dome, uh you had uh there was a guy, Michael Hearn, mm-hmm. who was what was his name on, on Battle Dome? Michael Odell. Mike Odell? Yeah. And yeah. he would come out with like the Dom triplets. I think they were like these triplets, right? And, like, models. And he actually became a gladiator. Yeah, which is funny because I think he was the only one that was on Battle Dome and Gladiator. Yeah, in the two he was in the two thousand eight reboot. Um, which had like Gina Carano, right? Uh, Justice Smith, who was part of the the tough enough that the Miz was involved he's in. He's a big dude, right? Yeah, it was like six nine. Yeah, big guy. Um, well, anyway. Paul the, Hogan, of course, was the host of it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 speaking of American Gladiators, yeah, we're bringing it up for a reason. It's coming back. Uh, yeah, MGM and WWE are partnering to produce an American Gladiators reboot. That's Gladiators, but uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. I stalled on the Hulk Hogan thing because I was thinking in my mind, I was thinking of uh, CM Punk calling him an asshole. <laughs> And I think he called him a piece of shit. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. A piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was going to say, yeah, well, Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. But my thing is, is, you know how many people in wrestling are pieces of shit. Yeah. And it's like, stop with the whole you can't forgive people or people can't grow and move on. I, you know, like, look, you you also loved uh, Tommy Rich and you also loved uh who's the one that died last year um Lots of tracy rest. smothers yeah 
who who had a rebel flag on his trunk that a lot of people saw as racist and offensive. Yeah, and this is a guy you you know what I mean. Like, so you, you you pick and choose who, like, yeah. Punk is a noted Randy Savage fan. Not the best guy. Not the best husband. It seemed. Oh, that's true. He was the subject of the original Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, Punk himself. There's a video of him calling uh, somebody the H word that rhymes with shlomo. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, it's so it's like, what, what, what do you hate him for? You know, like what? Because he's, because he's a bigot. I mean, you've, you are too. No, listen, this isn't to sit here and, you know, pick on CM Punk. Uh, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's a little lot, but uh, that's why I stalled. But anyway, back to American gladiators. There's a new gladiators. Who, who's, who is it teaming up with? MGM and WWE. M MGM. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some people, I guess, are thinking maybe this is why they're putting Karrion Cross in his stupid gear. Oh, so he's going to be one of the gladiators? <laughs> I don't think so. They, apparently, they've been sitting on that gear. I think that uh, Eric Redbeard said they pitched that gear to him and, and uh, Brody Lee. Really? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Okay, It's yeah. Vince. No, Vince, I think you're right. I think Vince you're... likes gladiator stuff and animal names. That's why we have Bearcat Keith Lee right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, his gear is pretty cool. He's he's got whatever he uh, the Wolverine, uh, you know. Yeah, he's got the Chris Benoit slashes, right? Which probably all I say is Mia Yim should be like, hey, maybe you should get new gear, Keith. Uh, maybe, let's not have kids. That's true. Yeah, you know. Um. So, if you have to, if you have to look at the current roster in uh -huh. WWE, all right. So, are they? I heard they're using. They may, yeah, they may, I don't know if they're going to be the gladiators, but they're going to be incorporated into the show, apparently. What, who would you use if you have to, see, you got, I guess you can look at WWE, a WWE roster yeah. and an NXT roster. Yeah, somebody, I don't know if I would use him for this because he's going to be such a huge star, but Braun Breaker would be great in that. Oh my God. He's a legitimate athlete. He was a standout football player. He's got star power and charisma oozing off of him. Maybe that's a vehicle you can use to kind of make him a bigger a bigger name. Okay. And Breaker. Breaker's a fine, like it's a dumb wrestling name, but that's, it's fine that's for a gladiator great name. gladiator name, Breaker. Yeah. That's a great name. I feel like you have to name these guys like they're fucking G.I. Joe characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was always like one name like that like Turbo and right. Nitro and Zap Diamond. Like, uh, Somebody I would use, and I thought of um, Big E. Okay, I don't know if you would want to put your champion on the show, but okay. If let listen, because what what okay? Hold thing on. Is what no, happens no, 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 if no. you do this and they get hurt? Because gladiators got hurt all the We're time. Not, I'm not talking about that. I don't care about that. I'm talking about if this is solely we have to take these guys and make them American gladiators. Okay, For, forget they're not gonna they're probably not gonna use any of these guys yeah so this is all hypothetical this is all we're having fun mm -hmm. we're taking current people there's an obvious one right off the bat that you could have said before a breaker oh if we're gonna go nuts brock, brock lesnar yeah brock lesnar yeah he kills them all right nobody gets past him <laughs> unless it's football okay that's rude um I mean, there are also a lot of other guys, you know. Yeah, like anybody that has like that, like an athletic background. Maybe, and I'm thinking the younger guys too, like Corbin was a pro football player, so. Uh, but I'm looking at guys that are going to be like fucking strong too. 
And there's guys that aren't very big, but are fast and strong, like Chad Gable. Yeah, Gable would be great. I think I think Gable would be like super, super good. And then you have like maybe maybe people like Fabian Eichner. Is he even with them still? Is he with them? Oh, yeah, he's in Imperium. Yeah, he's yeah. there. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, even though she's not strong, she's quick and agile, and she's done like Ninja Warrior stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, if you want just a big monster, Raquel Gonzalez. I think any, like the Street Profit guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Montez Ford would be great with that. Plus, he's got so much charisma. Yeah. Um, B-Fab, isn't that her name? The one with uh, Hit Row? I was just yeah. going to bring up Hit Row. I was thinking of Shane Strickland. Strick- uh, Isaiah Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, Swerve. 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 And there's his name. There's Swerve. his name. Swerve. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So, 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 Brock Lesnar comes in. Beast. Yeah. He's Beast, right? That's what you call him. You, mm-hmm. you call him. You got to call him. Braun Breaker? Breaker. Yeah. Uh, what do we call in Death Row Girl? What's her name? B-Fab. B-Fab. What do we call her? I don't know. Well, what's she look like? And what's her... B- B-Fab. All right. What's that? That's Doesn't sort... she have like gray hair, like silver hair or something like that? I think it's probably white. Like white? Storm? Yeah, Storm. I think there was already a Storm in the original Gladiators. Oh, because she's the new Storm. Okay. There you go. Boom. She's Storm. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, uh, what's his name from Street Profits? Uh, Montez Ford. Montez Ford, yeah. What do we call it? Taurus. Okay. He's Taurus. Sure. Like, 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 like before Taurus? Like, like a bull yeah. or something like that. Yeah, before Taurus, yeah. I think there might have already been a Taurus. It doesn't matter. We're, we're... I know there was a Gemini. I don't know if they, I don't think they hit all those. I'm, I'm doubting there was a Cancer. That's sad. I have, have a, they, that's I sponsored have a, by Connor's Cure. I have a bad joke for that that I'm not going to do. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. I had cancer. It's okay. I'll oh, give you the permission. That, oh, 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 I have a cancer pass. I, uh, yeah, you, okay. you get the, the, C, uh, the C pass. Uh, that could be Roman Reigns' gladiator name. Okay. See, I told you it was a bad one. It's uncomfortable. It is. Yeah, very. That's why I didn't want to say it. Oh. Uh. Um. All right, Roman Reigns. Obviously, yeah. he's got to be on. Well, no, Roman is a perfect. Roman. Roman is fine. Roman's a fine gladiator. Name. He's not just going to be gladiator. No. What's what's the, what's the famous gladiator's name? Maximus. Wasn't that uh, Russell? Yeah, Maximus was Russell Crowe's character in uh, in Gladiator. Okay. He was the titular gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. What? Any any anybody else is like that just stands out. Uh, oh, Charlotte Flair. Oh yeah, yeah, Charlotte. What do you? Which? What is she? What is? What is she? Uh, you just make her queen. Queen. Yeah, she already has a name. Okay, she's queen. Who else? Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Like Spade. Or also something. queen. <laughs> what do you call her? Anger. <laughs> Anger. Yes. That's her name. Whatever she wants. That's yeah. what you call. Her. Yeah. That's what Brock Lesnar's name is. Whatever the fuck name <laughs> I want today. That's right. My name's Brock. All right, Brock. You can be Gladiator Brock. <laughs> sure. Uh, nobody else but Brock. Okay. Now, nah, Beast would obviously, yeah, probably be Beast. Do we have anybody else? I'm sure you could. Pretty much anybody. They're all good athletes. Ricochet, even though he's not a like a monster guy. Like if the, if you have guys who are just slow, like right. you're just gonna be able to run past them all. Yeah. yeah Ricochet, Reggie. Okay. Yeah. What do you call that dude? Cirque. Cirque, yeah, I like that Cirque, yeah. Because he was in Cirque du Soleil. Ricochet, you can just call him Ricochet. Rick O'Shea. I'd say if, if he's was in there battle, a gla- Was there a Ricochet in the original American? No, no? I, d- I doubt it. But yeah, he would be, you're, you're right, he'd be yeah. Ricochet. Because that's a, that's a 
That's an American gladiator name. Yeah. It's he, not a wrestling name. It's no. a gladiator name. Right. Sting. <laughs> it just be Sting. St- yeah. I'll be on the senior tour. Senior gladiators. All right. Fine. Let's just say AEW's got... Who, who do you put from there? <laughs> Brian Cage. Brian... <laughs> Jesus. Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Hobbs. Yeah. You just, just make a line. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking like who would win the AEW versus WWE football game. Probably WWE. They have a lot of ex-football players there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking cuz AEW is more of a work rate show. Yeah. So they're sm- they're they're naturally smaller people. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cesaro. Oh. Yeah. Hell yeah. How you not get Cesaro on there? Hell yeah. Superman. Well, now you got to probably license that. But Kofi? Kofi? Yeah. Kofi would be incredible, I think at that. What would his name be? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. No idea. Drawing a blank for Kofi's name. And Cesaro's. I'm thinking of something with, like, Flight. 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 There you go. Hawk. The original Hawk died. No, he's not Hawk. He's not a Hawk. Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Falcon Crest. Crow. Crow. (laughs) Nope. That can't. Nope. See, yeah, no, no, but a bird named Wardrick has got the bird chest, so it, it fits perfect. But he's... Nope. No. No. <laughs> Can't use that one. Can't use crow. No, no. Shit. Falcon's uh, good. Falcon's, Falcon. Yeah. Falcon Crest. Captain Falcon. He's a video game guy. My mom used to watch Falcon Crest. <laughs> and then Cesaro could be Knott's Landing. He, in Dallas. Somebody could be Dallas. Lance Archer. He already was Dallas. He's not in WWE. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he was Dallas. Yeah. Well, there's Bo Dallas, too. He's not in WWE. Also either. not in WWE. Yeah. Bray Wyatt would be a good... He's not in good. WWE. Yeah. Braun, not in WWE. Not in WWE, yeah. yeah. Mojo Rawley, not in WWE. Uh, yeah, he would probably be really good He would, it. yeah. Hype. There's his gladiator name. Hype. Yeah. yeah. What would Zack Ryder be? Uh... Woo-woo? I don't know. Woo-woo. Stop it. <laughs> woo-woo. That'd be <laughs> Flair. Flair, Flair would get woo before... Only if the helicopter is going to be an American Gladiators okay. event. No, his he would be Spartacus. <laughs> Put an earring on him. It'd be great. <laughs> if you don't tell Jim Hurd's Gladiator. Yeah. Who the hell loved Jim Jim Hurd? Somebody uh, loved think, Jim Hurd. Yeah, I think it was Tommy Rich. Really? Yeah. No. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Nope. 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 Jim Barnett. Oh, that's he's probably got got him hired. Yeah. Uh yeah. Most people hated Jim Hurd. Yeah, not Jim Hurd. Sorry. I confused the Jims. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, because Jim Hurd wanted to p- give Ric Flair an earring, cut his hair, and call him Spartacus. And Kevin Sullivan was on the booking team. He was like, what do you want to do, change Mickey Mantle's number? Right. Like, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? Ric Flair is fine the way he is. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we've, we've exhausted our... Yeah. Um, gladiator names. Our gladiator names. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. That's really cool, because it, it brings me back to... Like Saturday mornings, man, when shit was fun. Yeah. Look, I know. Listen, I know. It's one of those you can never go home. Things. I am home. Uh, yeah, but y- I know. You can never I, go may, back maybe, to that. Maybe point you in time. were. Maybe you're in a perpetual state of arrested development, but I'm not. I love that show. Uh, what? I'm trying to be serious right now. Oh. If I could be serious for a second. Sure. Um, Storm was also a gladiator. Yeah, they would have to fight over the name. Yeah, there's too many storms. James Storm, Lance Storm, um, Devin Storm. Who? 
Devin Storm. Crowbar. Crowbar. That's already ha- right. You can be Crowbar. He already has the name. What? You said Devin Storm. I don't know why I said who. It, I shit you not. When mm-hmm. you said Devin Storm, I thought Crowbar, and I said who? <laughs> but I literally thought Crowbar in my head. I'm like, Crowbar, right? Yeah. Um. What would Canyon be if he was alive? Mortis. Mortis. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He'd just be more. Yo, Mortis was. I loved. It was a cool. It was cool gear. I loved it. You know what? Next episode. Next episode. Re, we'll, we'll talk about that on on next the next episode. What? Some of our guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, I like how you, you said that. Like you didn't come up with it. Yeah. We so so we brainstorm. I know what I'm talking about. We brainstorm some ideas. And, you know, oh, like what what are some topics we should talk about? And we have we have like a, a, a pool, basically, yeah. um, that, that we'll pull from, you know, like, oh, here's a topic. Here's a topic. Here's a topic. And one of them was was gimmick uh, gimmick matches or gimmick uh, characters. Mm-hmm. And or, you know, just just give me, you know, gimmicks in general. And uh, Mortis is somebody that comes to mind of like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And you know mine. I know I, yours. We'll, we'll not, save yeah, it. Yeah, we'll save it. Uh, all I'll say is maybe we can get a special uh, guest uh, from the local wrestling scene, Matt Turner, because uh, he's also a big fan of the guy I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's that's what we have. Uh, do we have a break to go to? Do we have Do we have any yeah, kind yeah. of a door? Okay. We'll throw up a, a commercial here. Okay. So what what we'll do... Hey, look, this is new. Yeah, we got to work out all the... You know, massage out all the all the knots. Yeah, as they say. Nobody says that actually, but they work should. out the kinks is what they. Usually well, I know say. what they say. Yeah, they say work out the kinks. I want to say massage out all the knots. All right. Um, and uh, this is our first show. You know, not every. I've never done a podcast before, but this is our first of this particular one. We know exactly what we're doing. I, I can't talk about wrestling for too long. No, we can. That's what this. <laughs> that's what what this is. But we are going to change gears after the break. But uh, yeah, if you came here just for the wrestling, see you later. Yeah, take well, care. Uh, that's a, that's your first half. Yeah, and then in the second half, we'll be talking about other stuff. Yes. Uh, so if you if you like what we're talking about, again, if you like what we're talking about, you have any topics or you're like, oh, you left this out or you should have said this, let us know at <laughs> I forgot what show we were on. Cheesesteak Suplex. Cheesesteak Suplex or International Object at gmail.com. We have that email as mm-hmm. well. Uh, that's that's funny because we actually used to use that email for uh, the grill position. I the grill position, yeah. Because yeah. that was back in the days of MySpace. We had myspace.com slash clubberin. Clubberin. As well. That was our name. Uh, so if, if, you, if you're like, oh, this guy should be this gladiator. Cody Rose would be like, that's mine. That was my dad's. He came up with it. You can't have <laughs> that's it. It's a really good Cody. I know. I like it. It's a great Cody <laughs> Rose. Great. That's my dad's. You can't have my dad's. I own it. My dad came up with it. I don't it. like when people do impressions on my dad. <laughs> so we're going to do a very bad impression of you, Cody. Yeah. That's and, and you're you going to have a worse... Who better than Cody? <laughs> it's because of Napster. It's because of Napster, It's man. Cody Ulrich. So, yeah, just... You, you you know the deal. You know the deal. If you, if you have something to say to us, then fucking say it in email. Or on social media. Yeah. At Cheesesteak Suplex on Instagram and Facebook, and then at Philly Suplex on Twitter. Yeah. So let's let go it, to break now. Let's know. Yeah. That, all that word stuff. Do you enjoy true crime? Do you enjoy comedy? Are you yourself a murderer or a murder victim? If you say yes to even one of those questions, the Murder My Dude may be the podcast for you. 
Each and every week, we provide a comedic spin on the latest true crime news and a closer look at classic cases, too. So look up Murder My Dude on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Hotbot, Ask Jeeves, or whatever else you would use to find other, lesser podcasts. Subscribe and then head over to ProjectHumanoid.com to learn more about us. Or else. And we're back. We had a nice little break. It was probably, well, good, what, 10, 15 hours? Yeah. It's a long break. It's uh, the next day now. It's probably, it's probably a minute. Um, so I am originally from Philadelphia. I grew up in South Philly. And BP over here grew up in Delaware County. I did. He lived in Delaware for 15 minutes. And how long were you in Delaware for? Uh, about a year. A year. Okay. And so I was in South Philly for 14 years. Moved to Delaware County. I'm there for a while. I moved to Jersey. You moved to Jersey. You're there for five years. I'm I'm in Jersey and in it whatever for five years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We moved back to PA. Somewhere in the midst of all that, I lost my accent. I'm like Shawn Michaels when he lost his smile. Yeah. I lost my accent. I I I stopped saying radiator. Because I got made fun of by ex-girlfriends. <laughs> um, I stopped saying Farhead. I think I stopped saying Farhead before I even left Elko. Yeah, Farhead, Radiator. There's certain keywords. I don't say like Hoogie. I don't do the long A. Yeah. Even though I just said long like uh I don't I don't I don't do that as much. And I try to be cognizant cog hmm, I can't speak to cognizant. This. Cognizant of 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 the way i say things because i feel that philadelphia has the world's worst accent it's pretty bad uh if you if you watch the hbo show mayor of east town now that's not mayor of it's mayor mayor so now that's how you would say mayor in philly yeah or or some places the mayor the mayor johan yo go give me the mayor yo go what's, what's the mayor's name kenny jim kenny jim kenny yeah Fucking yeah, Jim Kenny is a fucking bum. He forgot where the fuck he came from, Han. Yo, Han, you fucking forgot. You forgot where he came from, Jim Kenny. Yeah, I remember when you used to wear fucking blackface when you was in the Mummers. Are you yelling at Jim Ken- Kenny directly right now? <laughs> That's somebody from South Philly. Oh, okay. Yeah, you forgot where you came from. He's a crumb bum. Maybe he remembers. Like, I'm gonna be different than that. Right. That's what I. <laughs> Maybe said. he remembered. Where so he my came. mom said that. My mom goes. <laughs> my mom goes. Yeah, he forgot where he came from. And I go. Nah, he probably just remembered. He wanted to better himself. Yeah, what do you think I did? Why? Why do you think I lost my accent? Because <laughs> I realized I sound like a moron. Uh, you don't sound very educated. Thank you. you uh, that's rude. When you have that, that, that hurts me. <laughs> it's, I don't sound educated. Wow. I've no, been, I mean, when you have that accent. Oh, oh, I see. I, I've been told the opposite The Pythagorean before. theorem. I don't think you can really oh, discuss that. Oh, you can't that. say that. That's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Why does Pythagorean sound like somebody is homophobic with a lisp? That's very, yeah, that's very on point, yeah. Uh, would you say it's poignant? Mm, yes, sure. So I, I, I go on dating sites and I'll call someone and they're like, oh, you have a really nice voice. Oh, you should do podcasts. I'm like, but I do. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. Uh, and then I'm like, do you like getting killed? And they go, what? And I go, I mean, do you like murder? And they go, this is getting creepy. I go, murder my dude. And they're like, what are you saying? And then they hang up and call the cops. Um, 
Yeah, I, I have been complimented on my voice uh, quite a bit as well. So. I like how I like how when we and talk I'm, about. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing into a professional uh, broadcaster mode is, now. Oh, this is BP Burke. This is podcasting's BP Burke. <laughs> podcasting's BP Burke. <laughs> That's gonna be a funny thing. I, I'm podcasting's BP Burke. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm local celebrity in my house, Jackson Wells. <laughs> the next time I do wrestling commentary, I'm gonna say I'm podcasting's BP Burke. I like it. Um. So, I love Philly and I hate Philly. I'll tell you why. There is a dichotomy there, a duality. I'll tell you why. Growing up, I had a lot of good family. Uh, I had a lot of fun, but there was a lot of dark days, too. Yeah. And I had a cousin get killed. I know you're like, oh, that's not funny. Um, I was waiting for the punchline. It was in his head. Oh. With a nice pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they punched him in the head with a nice pick. Uh, and then he died and, and then, so like that fucked me up as a kid and there's a lot of other shit. I'm not going to get into this. Isn't the show for that. Uh, I mean, this really could be the show for that. Cause it could be like, Hey, let's just talk about whatever we want, but I don't want to, I've talked about it ad nauseum, you know, in, in other shows, go back and listen to our catalog. Uh, stop making noise over there. Damn it. Uh, I had, I had a, 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 a weird childhood. I had a lot of fucked up shit happened and so the only saving grace i felt for me were like saturday mornings and cartoons and wrestling and american gladiators was yeah it was part of it even like shows like hang time usa or whatever it was called and, uh, <laughs> california, california dreams, dreams. Yeah. yeah saved by the bell was saved by, that, that was like the saturday saved by the bell mm-hmm. or you know or whatever well, i think saved by the bell did also come on Saturday. Fine. it mornings, was like the too. knockoff one yeah it, it was, was like it was like the the saved by the bell you get from wish basically yeah and i but i loved it um it was the vr troopers the saved by the bells power rangers that that stuff was the only th- stuff that really keep me like going and made me happy toys comics cartoons stuff like that the city itself was scary to me i got jumped a lot when i was growing up um there was just a lot of my family were like my uncle would come in with his head busted open got beat beaten ahead with baseball bat like there was just so my, my uncle did heroin yeah they found heroin needles on top of like he would like he would shoot up and then leave a needle on top of my uh toilet tank and it just you know, and then he died of AIDS from it. It wasn't exactly great, you know? And then I moved to Delaware County and it was different. It was, it was night and day. And it's, it's, it feels like birds are chirping. And then you're like, what's a bird? Yeah. Pigeons are chirping mainly. In, in South Philly. Yeah. We had birds. I, I remember seeing like a robin or yeah, you get cardinal. Like, the or occasional like. cardinals. That's yeah, what they, it was. They were, yeah. They were birds in, in Delaware. Yeah. We have real birds. Yeah. In an opossum? There's a <laughs> there's an opossum there. My, I, my mom's like, what? I remember one time walking to work, and uh, I, we used to live by a funeral home. I know. And I was passing the funeral home, and there was just a duck. Like a, a white duck with a yellow bill, just standing and like walking. Did it have a loaf me. of bread with it? No. Okay. Did it have a Subway sandwich? No, but they eat for free there, I heard. Okay. And they all want sun chips. They all want sun chips. Uh... Wow. <laughs> threw me off. I'm sorry. I started thinking about Mitch Hedberg. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I, I do love the city. There, there's a lot of good stuff there. Like, I remember when I was a kid going to like different movie theaters and, and my dad, my dad was like an amateur magician. So we had a lot of magic tricks and, you know, we would go to the different magic shops and 
in center city or wherever it was. <clears throat> I was always attracted to old city. Um, there was a place called the copper penny and my mom and dad would always go to this, uh, psychic around that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if you know that area, there's a lot of, um, what would I, what we would call cobblestone roads, but now I know them to be Belgian blocks. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, these roads, other people say cobblestone. So yeah, for the lots sake, of very cool things in Philly. Lots, so for the sake yeah. of this, we'll, we'll go for that. And I am, I know this is, this is going to be, look, you look at me and you might think I'm an imposing guy. I'm a pretty, not tall, tall, but like, you know, with shoes on and everything, six, one, six, two, depending on the day, depending on my posture and my neck and everything. Um, I'm a big guy. I'm tattooed and stuff. You wouldn't think it, but I am a rom-com fan and I love Hallmark movies, especially Christmas Hallmark. Movies. Oh yeah. It's about that time of year. It is. Well, well let's, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I like Halloween, you know, stuff too. Growing up, I was always a big like Boy Meets World fan, TGIF, stuff like that. And I always wanted the Halloween episode. Right. That was always my favorite, you know, and then comes all the Christmas stuff. Well, I be, being a big, uh, you know, like fan of, of, you know, romance, I, I watch a lot of these shows. And so anyway, I'm on YouTube one day and I'm watching this guy. And he's in Philly and he's touring the uh, the Mushaloo. It's the ship that's on a Delaware River right at, at Delaware Avenue or I'm sorry, Columbus Boulevard. <laughs> um, there's there's like a submarine there. There's all kinds of like little ships. I, I was on a I was on a submarine on Penn's Lane. I don't know if it's the same one or it's not. It's got to be. It's, yeah, it's the same one since I was a kid. And it was like next to this warship from like the War of 1812. Yep. Right. And then the Mashaloo's there, which is like it looks like a pirate ship. Basically. OK. I, yeah, I was on the submarine and the other ship. Well, there's a guy that was on it and he's he's touring it and he's touring the, the restaurant, uh, you know, part of it. Mm-hmm. And. I I have it like it's just, you know, I have it on and the music's playing and I'm like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. And I my love for Philly is kind of being rejuvenated, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this guy called the Philly captain who goes around on a scooter and um and I watch a lot of stuff. And, and, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot I watch and I go, oh, that's why I don't live there anymore. Right. You know, that's why I probably would never move back. But but if I did move back, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there, you mm-hmm. know. But then I s- I see all these tables and I see people sitting there and I see them eating. And I go. You can't be romantic in Philly. You can just not if you're from there. Right. Because imagine that you're sitting there and you're like, yo, hung, yo, ask the waitress for another glass of water. Yo, go give me another. Yo, yo, hon, excuse me, hon. Can I get another glass of water, hon? It's not very appealing. It's a little bit of a mood breaker. Like, yo, I want you to eat my ass, cuz. <laughs> what? Cuz? Well, I mean, you know, I never said cuz growing up, by yeah. the way. I was never a yo cuz, dude. I right. was never. You know how like a lot of people say bro, and then people years ago were saying bro, right? And then people were like, I'm never gonna say bro. Now everybody says bro. Mm-hmm. If you're like under thirty, yeah. Even a lot of people over, you'll see some YouTubers that are like bro, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you probably weren't saying bro five six years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm more of a dude person. I've always said dude. I've been saying dude, dude hardcore since like ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, when it entered like our lexicon, I guess. right? You know, uh, I think if you grew up with Hulk Hogan and the Ninja Turtles, you're saying, dude, yeah, dude, 
Listen, dude. Yo, it's Hulk Hogan, brother. I, and I never you think that I'm from Philly, but I'm not, brother. I never get into the brother thing. Like I don't, I don't call people brother. I say it when I say it. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. Like, unless I'm, I'm doing it like tongue in cheek, like right. That doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, like uh, yeah. if I'm saying, "Hey, what's up, brother?" I don't. It's not how I speak. It it feels unnatural. Yeah, I feel weird saying it. There are people that say, "Brother," I just, I, you know, like it just feels weird to me. Right. Call me brother. Hey, dude, if you feel that way, you want to call me brother, but I've been yeah, saying the, dude all the time. Like where I would say it to my mom, I'd be like, "Dude, what the?" And she's like, "Don't call me dude. I'm yeah. not a dude." And and I was so progressive at the time. Okay, this is how, like, I'm a feminist. This is how progressive I am. I was like, hey, dude is for everybody. Right. Dude is. Yeah, it's unison. When I say men or or these guys. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Right. I, I, what do you want me to say? All these women and then talk about guys. I think I think when you say guys, it's a little bit more acceptable to, to include everybody. Right. Than it is, you know, to say all these girls and have a bunch of guys because that seems like it would be. A little bit more offensive. But yeah, not but that not the, the the term girl. It's but people do get offended by even women get offended by being called because if you're like guys and girls, you're like I'm not a girl, I'm a woman. It's like okay. If if I told these boys once, I told them a thousand times. Also, never call chicks broads. Okay, well, we're not. Uh, 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 what's the word that I'm looking for? You're the listener of the week, by the way. If you know what that what movie that is from, but uh, but but what's the word you're looking for? What you're, you're, uh, we're not misogynists. That's well, we're not misogynists. Oh. I I mean, not a true misogynist. I guess you look. Anybody can say if you say broad or chick, you're going to be considered. Yeah, well, I'm you know, even though you're joking, and yeah. you're 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 quoting. Yeah, I've always seen dude as kind of gender neutral. Yeah, me too. Um. And I don't say it as much as I used to, I guess, but... Oh, you don't do a lot of things as much as you used yeah. to. And I, like, especially with, like, your kids or, like, kids are just in general, I'll say buddy a lot now, too. Oh, you're I, getting old as shit. I am. I, I'm getting old. You're getting grumpy. I, you're you're fucking grumpy. I'm you're getting old. I was like, hey, we're, we're throwing around ideas for the show, and I go, hey, let's do this. And you're like, yeah, I don't like shtick anymore. I'm like, you fucking bore. <laughs> God damn it, dude. We used to have fun. We used to come up with characters, and you're, you're just sitting there. You're the guy. I told you this. You're the fucking guy that's just sitting in his... In his fucking recliner, you're like, yeah, I, I just, am, I worked all day. I just want to watch Jeopardy and go to bed. I love Jeopardy. I want to eat my fucking Hungry Man dinner and go to bed. We have Hungry Man dinner? No, we, I wish we did. God damn it. Yeah. Never get my hopes up like that again. I'm sorry. Uh, Well, well, anyway, I, my, my, my point of telling you that is it's just I, I want to go to Philly, but and being on dating sites, I don't want to deal with the accent. And I know that I have to. <laughs> I know that I have to because like, I'm not going to meet somebody that lives in the city and you're like, hey, what's up? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there are people like that. Yeah, there's a there's they're a, called people who moved. No, there are people. There's a guy. He's a YouTuber that lives in Philly. Oh, and he he's closer to Norristown, really. But whatever. But that the accent's still heavy, you know? Yeah. And, and this guy, but this guy, like when he when he spoke, I was like, oh, where are you from originally? He's like born and raised in Philly my whole life. And I'm like. No, you're not. How old is he? He's roughly thirty-eight. 30, okay. Oh, 39. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Because there is a podcast. I, I, I don't know if it's around anymore because I can't find it. But it's called the Vocal Fries podcast. The Vocal Fries are like different linguistic little quirks. Mm -hmm. And it was about the Philly accent. It was called "How Millennials Are Killing the Philly Accent." I just. Uh, I think. I think. You could find that maybe on YouTube. Oh, okay. Because I've seen something like that recently. And yeah, I guess it's something where like a, a lot of the like the 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 hallmarks like water 
is kind of going away. Like most, a lot of young when, people don't when say. I was, when I was, uh, like, when we were kids, the older people or the older generations, yes. would say Iggles. Right. They would say the Iggles, and now, and my mom, who is in her early sixties, she says illegal. Right. Like she'll say she won't say illegal. She'll say illegal, and I go, and I'm like, oh, it's carrying over. Yeah. But she'll say the Eagles. Yeah. Like my grandmother grew up in Philly, and she would say Eagles, and she would say now, illegal. No, there are people that say ratty. Spiggle. There are people that say. <laughs> The Spiggle catalog. It's Spiegel. I know it's Spiegel. She, but she they, said they Spiegel. Never, no, did she really? She said Spiegel, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, the, sp- the Spiegel catalog. Uh, the Radiator, okay. People who are like under 30 are like, what the fuck is a Spiegel catalog? They're like, what the fuck is a catalog? Yeah, what the fuck is a catalog? What's paper? What the fuck is a radiator? Let's read. No, you do that on the internet. Oh, what's a radiator? <laughs> yeah. yeah, how many people have radiators in their house now besides us? No, there are a lot. Yeah, around here because all these houses yeah. are like MPA. It depends on where. Yeah, it depends on like if you're in Florida, they're like, yeah, I've never heard. Most places because radiators that's, are usually a, if you have like oil heat. That's a Floridian accent. And uh, and yeah, most places don't have oil heat anymore. I made them like an old old guy that's like in a, in a shack in in the Appalachian an Appalachian. Yeah. I've never heard of a radiator. Radiator. Um, radiator. But, but but we say radiator. But what's a radiator do? It radiates. Yeah, radiates. No, it's like a it's like a router or router. It's a router. But do you say root or route sixty six? I say root. <laughs> exactly. Most, most people like some people will say route. Like I always say. I know. Like when I when I worked in New Jersey. Uh huh. When I first started in my job in New Jersey. Tell me more. The department I was in was they would call it data entry. Right. And I always say I've always data. said data. Yeah. Data. What what was the guy's name from the Goonies? Data. Was it data or data? I believe it was data. Was it data? I said maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that shaped our way of saying. Yeah, it. and I think that the Star Trek guy I believe was also data. Right. Well, it, it might be like an age thing too or it might be, that might be a regional thing like like by accident and on accident. Definitely. Like if you are a certain age. age. Yep. Uh, you you would say by accident. Yeah. My and kids, my kids all like, say by accident. Yeah, like if you're on, I think it's like around. No, no, I'm sorry. They all say on, on accident. accident. Yeah, like and we say by accident. If you're like under 35, you most likely say on accident. If you're over 35, you most likely say either by accident or accidentally. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's weird. My kids do. I say, like how this became pedantic all of a sudden. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> the ghost of pedantic is on cheesesteak suplex. Well, hey, listen, I I love pedantic. I do. It just. It's just it. Going to be honest, we need more of an audience, and people don't like history as much as they like sports and Philly and, and you know yeah. cheesesteaks. We and didn't even get into we didn't even get into that. So I'll give you a little uh, little preview. Next week we'll talk gimmick matches and we'll talk some cheesesteaks. But what I want to talk to you right now about is uh, actually I'm going to introduce a segment. Mm-hmm. And it's called It Came From Philly. It Came From Philly. And maybe we'll have like some ominous music and, dun, you dun, know. Dun. Right. But we'll actually have music. High and, production values. Right. In show. Instead of like Murder My Dude, which <laughs> which where I go, this week in murder. Actually, but our last segment has music. And yeah. Um, anyway, this is uh, It Came From Philly. It Came From Philly. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, have you ever heard of trading cards? Yes, <laughs> I have. It's like our pedantic commercial. <laughs> uh, so when you were a kid, what, 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 uh, 
what was like the the big ones? It was like tops. Tops right? was I was obsessed with tops football Upper deck. cards. Upper deck was a big one. Uh, Don Russ was a big one for baseball. I didn't know that one because I wasn't a big baseball fan. There was Pro Set for a little bit. They okay. had really cool football cards. And there was Fleer. Fleer, yeah. I I for a little while I I I, I think around the time I really got into baseball with the '93 Phillies, and I think I in '94 I was buying like Fleer baseball cards from Wawa. I um I wasn't a big uh I wasn't I just wasn't a big card fan like that because I wasn't mm-hmm. a big sports guy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I like football now, uh even though our, <laughs> the Eagles stink. Oh boy. Uh yeah, not gonna be talking about a lot of sports in this episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Eagles. Gotta get that taste out of my mouth. Sorry, eggs. Sorry, eggs. We're gonna ignore you. So and the cards thing, like I had wrestling cards when I was a right. kid. Well, that's I had, what I was gonna say. Like the old classic WWF cards. I had I don't know where I got them, but I had like this closet and the bottom of the closet, I think was like from one of my cousins and the bottom of the closet there was a bunch of like Return of the Jedi cards and Marvel oh, wow. cards. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like stuff like that, but nothing, nothing really like made, made me excited like the WCW cards. Yeah. My mom, my mom worked, uh, she was a waitress sorry server uh overnight and so she worked from like 12 to whatever it was like six seven in the morning mm-hmm. like six, six in the morning six in the morning and she there, there were guys there, there were hucksters basically and that, nacho men that would uh, i wish dude imagine she brings i got a fucking plate of nachos uh she brought home nachos for me every day it explains why i'm fat um but she she would work at this place and there would be these guys that would come and sell everything like bootleg uh, videotapes. Oh yeah, the uh, the first couple places I worked, there was always somebody around Philly that would always have the bootleg movies. Uh, jerseys. Remember, I had a billion jerseys. I yeah. had I had Indians jersey, Yankees, Phillies. Like I had everything. I didn't really wear Phillies. I think my dad got the Phillies jersey, but there was all kinds. I had all kinds of jerseys. So there was a a period where if you knew me, you were like, oh, he's certainly wearing a lot of jerseys. Yeah, that's because I got them free. You know, my, my mom would get them from these guys. They were selling them cheap and they were all knockoffs or whatever. Or or maybe they were stolen. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I got them. They fell off the back of a truck. And, and this lasted until, fuck, late, like late 90s. But in the early 90s, my mom had the whole set of the WCW black and gold tops cards. I believe it was tops. Uh, it was championship marketing. Oh, it wasn't tops? No, tops was later in like the 90s. Oh. These were put out by a company called Championship Marketing. They were the black and gold ones. Yeah, because they had the ones with the, like the spec, like the uh, yeah. the nineties looking one with like the what was it like blue and orange or yellow or something. Mm-hmm. They had that like Saved by the Bell type, yeah, like Steiner Brothers look. Yeah, the the tops cards. I'm looking. By the way, what do you call that stuff? Because there's like certain like if you see like a certain like pattern or whatever you're like oh that's filigree or yeah i was i was call that pattern 90s 90s sure okay (laughs) we'll we'll stick with that 90s yeah so there was a wcw cards i believe it was the tops ones then that had that right no no i'm looking it up now okay then who the fuck had tops were much much later i had the name of it and then i lost it hang on okay it was uh impel Impel WCW trading cards. And they were the early ones? Yeah, they were the ones from like 1991. Okay. That yeah. had the uh, multicolor. Impel. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. 
Yeah, and then the black. So, so Tops had nothing to do with any of this shit. Not until like okay. very end of the day in like '99. Tops. All right, so I'm I'm completely wrong about who it was, but the the black and gold ones. Championship marketing, yeah. Oh man, were they fucking? Did you have those? Loved those, yeah. It was great. It was mm-hmm. like, just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like when I had the whole set, and I I remember like looking at it and 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 loving Sid. Yeah, he looks imposing. I love Sid as a kid. Like when he was Sid Vicious, then when he went over to, <laughs> he goes over to WWF and he's Sid Justice and he's the master and the ruler of the world. And I was like, yes, this guy he is. is the man. And I fucking made a video <laughs> where I'm, I'm talking into my video camera and I'm like, I am the master and the ruler of the world. And if anybody ever saw that video today, uh, I would suicide me. <laughs> so right. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, condone or endorse suicide i'm actually uh i've I've actually been through therapy and on medication because i i was in that position uh and i know somebody's like well you shouldn't even joke about things i joke about a lot of stuff that you shouldn't joke about because that's how i deal that's how i right and and his leg uh that's how i deal with uh stuff like that so anyway um yeah those those cards man but but uh but there were other. There was another company uh, that put out cards, and it was called Fleer. Yeah, that was uh, Rick Flair's company. It was His not. His name is Richard it, it, Morgan Fleer. It's Fleer, but it's spelled different. Oh, yeah, that was like F L I H R or something. I E H R. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he used the name Flair. No, this is F L E E R. Yes, Flair. You may know them as a as a chewing gum company or a bubble gum company. They also put out Double Bubble. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember them for baseball cards mainly. Right. So there's like Fleer and Fleer Ultra. Yeah. So they're actually from, uh, they're from uh Philly. Oh, yeah. They're they're a Philadelphia. It came from Philly. It came from it came from Philly. They're a Philadelphia company. Uh, let's let's get this is from uh, this is from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go I'll just go over real quick. Fleer Corporation found I'll I'll skim over it. You know, uh, founded in 1885 by Frank H. Fleer. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Uh, it remained a family owned enterprise until 89. Oh wow. Um, the the original uh, originally developed a bubblegum formulation called Blibber Blubber. That's a made-up word. It is. That's they just, made it up. That's like the nutty professor. Right, but they had to make it it's up because like, all you know. All no, no, words, no. You know, all words are made up. Yeah. Okay. Was it no? What was the flubber? Was that the nutty professor? The absent mind. That was the absent-minded professor, I think. Right. I didn't. I don't think I. I, I saw that, but that I mean, was a Wayans did, brother, right? Uh, no, they did a remake called Flubber. Yeah, wasn't that Wayans? No, it was Robin Williams, I think. I think the, the movie was just called Flubber. I think the original Absolute Under Professor it was, was like, It was Robin Williams, yeah. It was uh, Fred McMurray, I, 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 I want to say. I thought it, one of the Wayans brothers was in... Uh, he might have been. I don't know. When In one of those times. I, I don't... I have not memorized the Wayans brothers. Well, you remember that Robin Williams is there. Okay? I remember Flubber. Don't give me guff. Uh, so give they, all the guff I want. No, don't give me guff. So they, uh, they, uh, they came up with Blibber Blubber in 1906. Um, it says... Uh, in other respects, it was it was vastly inferior to regular chewing gum, and the blibber blubber was never marketed to the public. Uh, then they had a guy, Walter Deemer, who improved the, the formulation for blibber blubber, and he produced Double Bubble. Oh, okay. So that's where Double Bubble came from. And I think Flair, Flair would also do the, the stick of gum in the pack of cards. Like, usually if you, oh, you bought the cards... That would, makes sense now, right? And it would just be a stick of gum, and it would just be sit up against the card. It wouldn't be wrapped or anything. Now you get it. Now you get why. Yeah. I think Tops did the same thing. Oh, they yeah. fucking probably ripped them. Tops might have also done Bazooka. Now that I think of it, really? I think that, no, maybe not. Maybe I'm just you pulling. just you just want them to yeah have Bazooka Joe. 
Did you like Bazooka? Yeah. I got those. The gum was hard as hell. It but. was hard. I, yeah, you have to, but then it, it gets going and it's fun. Uh, you get the little comic strip, right? Mm-hmm. I got those at uh, my, my local barber. Uh, he didn't have a sign outside and he had like a re- like really weird hair. And uh, his name was uh, Richie. We called him Richie the Barber. But we found out that the place is called Ultimate Creations. Oh, like the Ultimate Warriors thing. Right. Yeah. And it was called the Ultimate Creations. And um, and I remember going like, who cuts your hair? Because <laughs> it was so bad. And he was like, oh, he's like, my, my dad cuts it. And I was like, oh, OK, oh. I will never go to your dad. Speaking of Wikipedia, by the way, yeah, the longest-lived Topps product line remains Bazooka Bubblegum. Wow. Look who was right. Well, I didn't say you weren't. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's weird that you just got... I'm proud of myself. Did Upper Deck have anything to do with gum? I don't think so. No? Okay. Oh, Topps also made Ring Pops. Push Pop, Baby Bottle Pop, and Juicy Drop Pop. Oh, wow. With, uh, I'm looking at Upper Decks uh, acquired acquired brands doesn't it doesn't really mean the same to me you know. Tops also did Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, re- okay, yeah. that's that's awesome. I like Garbage Pail Kids. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I liked all that stuff. Well, speaking of fun, uh, I had I had fun talking about Philly and and wrestling and. We don't obviously we don't want to pack everything and everything we have to say. You don't want to put it in one because then you won't have anything to say. We got to leave you wanting more, as they say. And we hope that you do. Maybe I ramble a little bit too much. There's things like I said, you got to massage the knots out and, uh, you know, and we're going to get massaged. We're going to we're going to massage this. uh, We're going to massage each other. We're going to massage our knots. (laughs) That, that, That sounds really bad. Yeah. Uh, with the Billy Gunn said, so I'll put a knot in your, I'll jerk a knot in your ass. Wait, what? Billy Gunn one time once said that he'll jerk a knot in your ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was one of those, like, one of those, like, fucked up shit wrestlers say. Yeah, like the, the famous Sid one, like, I have half the brain you do in National Hulk. Like, no, nope, yeah, this probably. was all, like, like sexual type. Oh, okay. Shit, yeah. I, I mean, remember there was one with Stevie Wright talking about how he was going to get in Kurt Hennig's butt. Yeah, I yeah. think that was on it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he said he was gonna jerk and not in your ass. Yeah, well, like that eight that old uh, acolytes T-shirt, APA always pounding ass. That was another one. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so all right, do you have anything left? Do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, I ho- like you said. I hope everybody's enjoyed the show. I uh, will be back next week. We already teased it a little bit. We'll be talking about guilty pleasure wrestling. Now you, I said- hope nobody steals my pick. Now you said next week, do next episode. You- yeah next episode. i see this is a thing because before i was like yeah i could talk about it every week i could do one every week but we do we do uh murder my dude on you know we usually rotate we rotate between like we do a show every other week right i could do i could talk wrestling every week i you know yeah it's fairly easy for me to we'll we'll see yeah we'll we'll see what happens murder my dude we do every two weeks because the prep takes forever yeah the prep takes forever. this i mean this takes somewhat but not nearly as, as long as what you have to do there's a lot of uh there's a lot of work that goes into that hour and a half two hours of murder my dude break down the fourth wall here i won't say what but there's a lot of stuff that i wrote that didn't make it into this and now you're probably like thank god because this is like 30 hours but uh you know things will get saved things will be that'll happen a lot we'll write stuff we'll go ah that doesn't fit 
you know, well, we, we cut it. You do rewrites. I feel like I'm Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, like we, we basically put this whole show together from scratch at two o'clock this afternoon. We didn't. Oh. <laughs> no. There was some. So we had some some stuff, but I did take out a huge chunk that was going to be at the end. But, but good thing I did. So. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's all we have for this show. The first episode of Cheesesteak Suplex. I hope you enjoyed it uh, one more time. Just, you know, just to remind you. You can email us at gmail uh, at gmail.com. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, check out projecthumanoid.com for uh, for shirts. Check out our, our, our other stuff. We still have the Pedantic shirt up. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff on there. Maybe you go through the Pedantic stuff and maybe there's some other type of shirts that you just think look cool. You know, it, yeah, it helps some fun stuff in there. Yeah. Helps help support us, man. Uh, buy a robot. Mm, what that mm. is 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 some people have like little it's like the tip like tip us yeah buy me a coffee is usually what it is and it's it's that but it's a robot yeah and uh so whatever it is a dollar you know two dollars whatever you want um we always say that we're we're going to do a patreon for like a few bucks but i don't know that anybody's really interested i'm gonna be honest i don't know anybody's really interested in doing that you did it if you do it if you want to give us uh, i tell you what if you if you would become a patron Throw us a dollar. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to break the bank. Throw us a dollar on buy us a robot just to show us that, hey, there is a market for that. Because if not, then then why do it if there's no market for it? That's that's your philosophy, and I get it. And I, I, at first I was like, nah, dude, let's do it. But why put in all that stuff when it's not going to be appreciated? Yeah. I, I, I would love to do more. I want to do more. I want to do some fun stuff um and maybe we'll give you samples like we did before we came up with a show we did we did the florida man game and we put it out there and we didn't really uh, hear anything back i guess nobody really liked it right so we were like yeah we were gonna throw it on uh patreon we're gonna be like oh that's for patreon we, yeah, were gonna was, do- we, we did a few or murder my dude we did do for like a few weeks bonus content yeah and we were like let's let's do that and then we didn't re- really get anything for that so okay well that's what i have and that's what you have and uh, I mean, yeah, we don't have a saying for this. We usually have some kind of. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I yeah. guess we can just call it in the ring. <laughs>